Hi everyone, Lucy Kippist here. I'm the editor of Flying Solo and this episode of our podcast is brought to you by Flying Solo's brand new business class membership. It's your annual pass to great deals, discounts, tips and wisdom for building the business of your dreams. Plus you get the opportunity to be a guest on this podcast all for just $165. Head to our website for details. In an ideal world, our first foray into small business would be cushioned by a healthy nest egg. But the world is rarely ideal and some ideas are just begging to be brought to life, regardless of practicalities. So what do you do when you want to start a business for free? Anne McEwen is today's podcast guest and she knows a thing or two about doing exactly that using the powers of free social media. Anne is a business coach who used the tips she's about to share with us to expand her own business for very little cost. Welcome to the podcast, Anne. Hi there, Lucy. Hi, thanks for inviting me. I'm delighted to be here. It's a pleasure. So let's start by talking about your business. What is it called? Who do you service and why did you start it? Oh, thank you. Well, it's called 2M Power Coaching and it's actually the number two in a capital M, and that they're named after my two daughters, Maris and Megan. And there's a play on the, the word to empower others. Basically, I wanted to be a good role model for them. And so the name of the business is uh, a driver for me because it's related to them. Um, and I started it because I hit midlife and was looking for a purpose really as a stay-at-home mum I hadn't worked for a number of years they were heading off to uni and I felt too young to retire I was hitting 50 and menopause and all the change that comes with that and I've been in the coaching space all of my career but I just never run my own business and when someone suggested that I do that I kind of laughed because I was thinking I don't know anything about tax I don't know anything about hiring staff I don't my idea of of traditional business was um a bit uh, warped, I suppose, and that, that I thought it had to be a particular way and work in an office and whatever. Um, anyway, I went to see a coach myself and she recommended that I just start very small, start from home, get feedback from clients and build it from there. And initially my audience were, was other women who were in that second half of life looking to reclaim their identity or reinvent themselves or just looking for a new purpose. But as my business has grown over the last four years, uh, lots of women have come forward and said, wow, I've watched you grow, how did you do it? And so now I focus much more on women who have a business and who are maybe not hitting their targets, their limiting beliefs are holding them back or they go through that um, plateau of they've had the excitement of it and they just can't break through the next barrier mm -hmm. and so I help them by shifting the you know psychological blocks mm -hmm. um, and showing them the, the techniques and things that I've used um, I'm a qualified NLP coach so a lot of the tools and techniques I use are based on NLP which are very effective which is what what's the what's the acronym for that Oh, sorry. It uh, stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. Mm. And the neuro is basically our thinking. The linguistic is the language that we use when we're talking to ourselves or others. And then the programming is our behavior that comes as a result of th that thinking and that language. Okay, fantastic. So let's now talk about the power of social media um, to build a business. We all know 
basically how to utilize it when we're creating a brand awareness and marketing. But how do we use it to get started from scratch and what's the first thing we need to do? Oh, great question. I, actually, the first thing we need to do is a two-pronged. Everything I do is sort of two-pronged because I think there's the practical things that we need to do. Um, but we have to get the right mindset and, and belief and confidence to do those practical things because you can get lots of coaches that say, okay, so you need to do Facebook Live, so you need to do uh, send 10 emails a week or you need to, and, but if someone's sitting there going, that's spammy to me or I haven't got the confidence to be on the live Facebook page or then we need to overcome those limiting beliefs and those mental blocks before we can do any of the physical stuff. Um, and this was something that even I had to go through in my own journey um, because not only was my thinking around how business was run very traditional and old-fashioned, my way of uh, understanding social media was very traditional and old-fashioned <laughs> and yeah. marketing I, I didn't understand that and so I had to really open my mind to the, the new ways of working and uh, particularly using social media so I think the first thing is to look at who are you as a business owner um, and what are you comfortable doing so for me it was I love people and I really liked live events and being in a room with people. So the first thing that I did was actually um, start a meetup uh, using meetup.com. And I just invited local women to come and talk about how we could use the second half of our life to live our dream and um, to empower one another, not to just moan, because <laughs> I can be good at that too. Um, <laughs> but to actually uh, see a way forward um, and uplift one another and, and to be able to try out my NLP techniques on people as well. Um, and I put it out as the Sydney Women's Self-Empowerment Meetup and I had 60 people sign up in the first week. Wow. Mm. I was going to say, what an extraordinary premise for a meeting. Um, was it women in a particular age group? No, it was open to all women, actually. Um, I would say it was probably 40 plus that came. Mm -hmm. um, I think younger women who have maybe got children, didn't have time and um, are busy with kids. Um, as the kids grow up, you, there's a stage you reach where you think, oh, what direction am I taking now? Um, so it started with women in that age group. I actually now work with younger women too, um, mainly because I had one girl who was in her early 30s and she said to me, oh, Anne, it's so good to have an older woman to give me advice and someone that's been there and can help me. And I'm looking over my shoulder to find out where this older woman is. And I realized <laughs> she was talking about me. <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, I'll take that as a a positive it was a bit of a blow at the time but I thought I'll I'll take that on the chin and see it as I'm now in my mid-50s and so a woman of wisdom and yeah I, I have done things that she hasn't done and so I'll step into that role so I do actually work with younger women now too. <laughs> so it's a bit of a mentoring I mean yes. I guess coaching is mentoring in, in many ways isn't it? Yeah there's 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 a there's a mix I mean I, a mentor is definitely somebody that's walked the path um, coaching is about gently nudging um, and sometimes challenging um, people's 
way of seeing the world and I, I've been challenged a lot in growing my business. It's, I tell you, the, the, for me, I think the greatest thing I've seen as people grow a business is their own personal growth. Yeah. Um, you definitely grow a certain skin. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have to wear a Teflon coat sometimes. Um, you have to really look after your physical and mental well-being to be able to, you know, deal with the downtimes. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's lots of personal growth that takes place. But if you can see that as an exciting part of your journey, then it takes on a different um, aspect rather than it being another hurdle or another challenge, or it could be, um, you know, something exciting to, to overcome and to problem solve. Yeah, and I think it's an interesting point there that you make. I think sometimes it's easy, and I do it all the time myself, try and separate, you know, business growth from personal growth as if they're separate sort of from each other. But you mm. can't really grow in one part of life and not another, generally no. speaking. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yes, yes. And I know that if I hadn't continued to get back to your first question about, you know, what do you do to start and then how do we continue to grow? I was very comfortable doing the meetup, but when it came to doing the online stuff, oh, I had so many mental blocks around that and so much self-talk, negative self-talk, um, that if I hadn't overcome that, then my business would definitely not have grown as it has. Yeah, so interesting. So I guess, um, would you consider that meetup a social media platform? Yes, um, because most of the women that came, I, I didn't know. They weren't really part of my local social network. Yep. And from that, they would then tell friends and then meetup.com themselves um, advertise it for you. And I know we're talking about free business growth in this. And for the first 50 people that you have, Meetup is free. Once you go above having 50 people registered, then they do charge. Right. Um, but it, it's something like 100 bucks a year or so. I can't remember the exact amount now. I mean, I still run it and there's over 500 members, so it's really worth my while. But it was a, even at that, a very low spend um, to get clients that resonated, even just with the title of it. So I had ladies in the room who were looking for what I offered. Yeah, right. Um, and I think what's interesting about that, so essentially that's a little bit like having a think group or a focus group, sorry, isn't it? To stimulate that discussion around. So you are obviously doing that with a general idea in, in your mind and having yes. met those women, it started to set you on a path towards something more focused. Would that be fair to say? In terms yes, of that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. And what happened as well was I actually just wanted women that would share the journey because I was feeling a bit lost and alone in what I was, you know, this, this stage of life I was at. And what I found was that they all felt like that too. And so then that was really reassuring. But what also happened was I kind of organically became the leader of that group um, because I was the one that had set up. <laughs> Um, and there's a saying that, that you know, the person that's holding the, the chalk against the board is, is the leader in the room and the leader in the room is the person that will make the most money in the room. Um, and that kind of happened to me organically too. Um, but from that, you then are seen as a leader and people come to you for advice. And then once they trust you and are, then they're willing to pay and that's 
that's really what got my business off the ground because then the ladies were saying, look, would you coach me one-on-one? Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and then each year I just increased my prices as I got busier. And it was a really nice way um, to grow because the word business to me meant tax, hard work, long hours, few holidays. Actually, when I looked at it, my, my mental thinking around the word business it had quite negative connotations. Yeah. And so I turned it around to be my project. This is just one project. That I'm, the garden's another project. The family's another project. And this is just this you know, women's project. And so um, I was able to play around. It freed me up um, to play around with it a bit more and um, to be a bit more flexible with it and to be more open to feedback. Um, and, I, and I reckon a lot of the growth came from that. Uh, if I thought about it as the serious business where I had to pay tax, my mind would just shut down. Yeah, <laughs> I'd get I overwhelmed. A, I mean, what a fantastic little experiment is, for want of a better word. But like to be in that headspace where you have full creative license, basically, just to see what's going to unfold organically, that's definitely advantage that many people don't necessarily have but I think if you can see that as obviously this is not going to be the business that's going to provide all your income at this certain time um, it's certainly Mm -hmm. one way to look at developing your side hustle on the side isn't it sort of like if you had a full-time job you're running another business but you had this other idea this is a good way it's a good testing ground to see the potential of that idea Absolutely. And some of the ideas that I had, you know, I realized quite quickly weren't that going to, to work. And some of the some women that I work with now are actually in corporate, but they hate their job and they want to leave and they want to, you know, make a profit out of their passion. Yeah. And I always advise get started. And once you're able to cover one day of your corporate salary, then go down to four days. And then once you're able through your passion project to create two days salary then go down to three days in your corporate work and do it gradually like that because I've actually seen through other groups that I've been part of and women jumping all in full of enthusiasm and putting all their money time effort and energy into something to then only discover a year later that nobody really wanted it or the marketing wasn't strong enough or um, and then they had to go back to corporate because they couldn't finance you know the, the rest of their lifestyle and I think that's tragic. And, and what happens there then is they come away feeling like a failure. Um, they have lost all that money. Um, and it's much harder to pick yourself up from that yeah. than, than to do a gradual thing. And, really good and advice. And, if you can be mm. in that position, that's a fantastic position to be in. So yes. once you'd done the, the meetup and you'd had such great success, did you develop a Facebook page for the group then? Um, well, there's actually a meetup page, um, but what I did do was I started to, um, well, I used to ask them for their email address, actually, um, when they came to the meetup. Um, so when they came in the room, I would ask for um, an email address and a phone number and a name, and everybody did that. And then I was told about other platforms, you know, you could get better if you did Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest. Uh, Instagram and all these others and of course I enthusiastically threw myself into learning all this uh, online stuff and my girls were starting university at the time and I said to them right you're going to learn something new 
and I'm going to have to learn all of this. This will be new for me. Um, and it was good for them to see that, you know, there were days I struggled, I was pulling my hair out over marketing because it's not something I really knew anything about. And I did struggle with, uh, I started with a business page on Facebook and that's changed now in that, you know, Facebook don't want to send people to your business page unless you're using paid ads. And so then I started to think, oh, should I use my personal page? Because I've actually got lots of like friends and family and whatever, as well as ladies from the group who wanted to befriend me. And I thought, oh, and I went through another huge mental dilemma over that. And what I realized was everybody on my personal page was supportive. They knew what I was doing. If they really didn't like it, they could delete me. Mm. <laughs> and I actually said that. I just put out a post and I said, um, I'm not getting much traction on my business page. This is what I'm trying to do. We'd love your support. If it's annoying and you don't like it, by all means, feel free to keep in touch with me via another method and and nobody did actually i you know and it definitely i got a much bigger response from my personal page because also as a business owner it's like saying we can't separate our our thinking and our actions in business with our thinking and our actions in life you are your business often particularly if you're a solopreneur and so people want to know who are you really. And if they're only ever seeing your business page, which is, you know, we say everything always looks better on fake book. You know, we all have this <laughs> lovely, lovely presence. Um, but maybe if they see you with your dog or your kids or your gardening or a day where you're struggling, then I've actually found that to be a huge bonus because uh, in that normalness I think I'm more approachable and I think people see it as oh, okay she has struggles too she'll maybe understand my position better that's that's such an interesting point I mean I can think of three um actually all women business owners that I follow on Facebook too at the moment and they do the same thing so they use their personal page as their as their business page or you know it's not really a distinction I think for certain types of businesses that works beautifully particularly in this coaching space where you know you're ideally looking for your coach to reflect the values that they're trying to teach you so in yeah. a sense it's a bit like a testimonial <laughs> to your own yes. business skills but yes. I think that's a really interesting point I don't think we've we talk about that enough you know the power of 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 using that and obviously that comes with a responsibility then to be mindful of what you're posting but hopefully we're mostly mindful of that anyway um, yes. on our personal pages, but that's a, that's a really um, distinctive point there um, because that was one of the questions I was going to ask you, you know, should we be leveraging our personal page with our business page or whatever? Um, but I think that's a really interesting way of answering that. You also mentioned just before then that, you know, you had to really learn these new social media platforms, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. In the last year, video has become such a big player in the social media space. We have Facebook Live, we have Instagram Live, and now we even have LinkedIn videos. Yeah. Um, so these are all free video platforms. 
a lot of the time, many of us, and I put my hand up here too, I'm not a massive fan of being on video for some reason. Um, we feel, you know, a little bit nervous about it or we don't, you know, we're a bit reticent to use it, but on a, on a platform in terms of a performance, a video always does so much better than anything else because we love watching videos. Do you think that it's, an, it's a vital part of a social media strategy when we're building up a business? to go on video? Look, it's a really good question. And what I like to, to do is help business women play to their strengths and build their confidence as they go along. And I believe everybody deserves a coach. And I have a coach uh, who's constantly pushing me. And I, I've gone on so many courses and things to learn this. And last year, my coach sent me the challenge of doing a Facebook Live every single day. And I was like, you've got yeah. to be kidding me. There's no <laughs> way. And I'm not shy, but I'm also not that out there on social media. And I'm not, uh, I, for a start, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say every day. And then, I, oh, I'm going to have to do my hair and makeup every day. And um, that's a challenge. And then I thought, well, you know what? None of that ties in with what I just said about being genuine and letting people see every side of you. Um, and I just thought, I'll start it and I'll do one or two and see how it goes. And the first couple that I did, I was so nervous. And in fact, I had to get my daughters to help me set it up because I didn't even know how to do a Facebook Live. And then how do you press the button without them seeing your arm? And then how far back from it do you go? And then you could see the wrinkles in my face. And then I didn't have the light properly and you could see the shadows under my eyes. And, and I actually, the first one I did was around... Um, using the your senses to feel calm in your business and what i did was i sat and stroked my dog because that was helping me feel calm doing this facebook life mm. and i just said that how we can use the body to calm the mind and that a pet's good for that stroking and i can't remember it was a lot of rubbish that i said but um i did it and you know the adrenaline was pumping around my body and then the next day i did it again and I thought, well, you know, I can tell my coach I've done it. And, but nobody was watching and I didn't get any likes and I didn't get any comments. And there was a part of me that was really disappointed. God, I've gone to all that effort and nobody's even watching. There, there's a part of us that thinks in the beginning, as soon as we launch something, everybody's going to come flooding through the gates with their judgments, some positive and some negative. But it doesn't actually work like that. You can put things out and it can be crickets for months. Yeah. <laughs> And so, but actually what that did was it gave me confidence because then I thought, well, this is great. Nobody's watching, nobody's liking or commenting. So I can do it every day. It doesn't matter what I say. And I can tell my coach that I'm doing what I was told. <laughs> <laughs> and I did that for about two months and, and, I, and my confidence definitely grew. My skills got better. And each day I was really trying to think of a theme and a topic and how can I educate and you know I, I really started to put some some positive effort into it and I belong to another women's network where we raise money um, for the local women's shelter and so I'd gone along to one of their events and there must have been about 50 women in the room and I swear this is the truth every single woman in that room came up to me and said, oh, and I've been watching all your videos. Oh, it's great. I love what you're saying. And I really resonate with this. And I really resonate. And I was like, well, why are you not liking it? Why are you not commenting? <laughs> and so they were all watching, 
And I tell you, last year doing those Facebook lives every day, my business went through the roof. Wow. It really made a difference. So I can only talk from my own experience. And again, for me, it was a kind of organic thing. And I, my confidence grew because I thought no one was watching and secretly they were. Um, and I think that's where a lot of my learning of how business works has really developed because you think everybody that's interested will come forward and tell you, but, but they don't. Um, and you mentioned Facebook groups. So I set up a Facebook group for anyone that was an existing client, as well as the women that had come to the meetup and everything. And I said to them at the beginning, this will be a great platform for us all. We can support one another and uh, I'll share things every day and I'll do a motivational thing. And, um, you know, we'll have a fun Friday and all that when it was all sort of super popular. And I've got about 300 ladies on that but there's very little interaction. And again, people will say to me, oh, I love all your staff, but they don't tend to comment or, and they'll, and they'll now say to me, oh, I'm one of these ones, I just watch everything. Yeah, is um, that what they say? When I was gonna say, what do they say if, they, if you ask them why that? Uh -huh. No, they'll say, oh yes, I see it all, I see it all, and yeah, yeah. And, um, and then sometimes I'll put out a question like, um, can you say yes below if you received this? And then they'll say yes. <laughs> but where in the past I would have got upset with that and thought, oh, all this time and energy and effort and nobody really cares and nobody's interested and why am I bothering and sort of feeding this beast that constantly needs fed. And, you know, I've kind of reached a maturity around that now where I do it in a way that feels congruent for me. I share a message that I feel will help others. And if one or two ladies see it or comment or feel that it's made a difference in their day, then that's okay. That's fantastic. So yeah. when you, so just to give us a little bit of an idea then, it sounds like you've had an incredibly successful organic business journey. Now, I guess everybody does, but it sounds like yours sort of really did unfold sort of piece by piece. Yes. What does it look like now? Like how many clients do you have? How big are your social media followings? Like where are you at now on this journey? Yeah, um, again, I don't like to measure by numbers. Um, for me, it was always about finding my purpose and doing something that I love. I've probably got about 1,500 1, followers on Facebook and probably the same on Instagram. What I would say is they're all genuine followers. That's not none of this, you know, buy likes and buy followers and things. Mm -hmm. um, I limit myself to a maximum of 10 clients a week. But what I have done is I've tripled my prices since I started. Because what I found was the people that really want my services are willing to pay for it. And a lot of the people now want, they want one-on-one. -on -one. So rather than doing the big group stuff, I focus now on helping female business owners one-on-one -on -one to really hone down on what's holding them back, why are they not achieving their goals, and then we come up with a plan and actions that they will take to bring that to fruition. But a big part of it for me is, one, be yourself. And two, let's enjoy the journey. Mm. And really finding your own confidence um, and your, your, your love for your business again. Because I see so many women who are now kind of like started this and 
they they have a decent income, but they're kind of hating it now. Um, and I think that's a shame because you might as well go and work for someone else and have a job if that's how you're feeling. Um, yeah, yeah. For me, I absolutely love it. I work from home, so my overheads are very limited. I have a VA team now who help me with all the marketing, which is terrific. <laughs> um, but again, that's a lot less expensive than having a full-time employee. So for me, it was very much about the lifestyle business. I want to remain a solopreneur. I don't want to have a big team that I need to worry about. Or, And I like to be able to really focus on individual clients and helping them work to their strengths and doing their passion. So if someone was to say to me, I really don't want to go on video, I'd say, Okay, is it a fear? What is the fear? We'd work through it. But maybe their clients aren't watching videos and it's not right for them and that's okay. So then maybe they're great at writing. And so, you know, they, they have a blog and they've got a great following on a blog. And I think it's that too many of us, and I've done it, we try to follow the latest trend. Everybody says, Yes. do this because it works and then you look at it and you think it worked for her but it just doesn't seem to work for me and then we beat ourselves up oh, I'm not as good as her and she made it work and I can and and I just think that's that's the biggest tragedy for a business owner totally agree um mm. and it's been delightful to speak with you today I absolutely love your insights and it's such a um a different way of, of looking at this process and I'm sure will inspire lots of people particularly at the moment where life is so challenging and things seem to be oh. so up in the air. Um, I yeah. think this kind of model is super appealing at this point in time. Well, it's very interesting you should say that because actually um, I've had more clients in the last four months than I did all of last year. Wow. Yeah, COVID's been huge. And I think a big part of that is that people are at home, they've got time to think, they've stepped off the treadmill a bit and they're saying, is the way I'm living my life really the way I want to live it? Mm. They're having time to think through things. And I think that's the reason. Um, and, and they're under more, more worry, more stress, um, more pressure. Mm. And so many people will say to me, I don't have anyone that understands where I'm at. I don't have any support. I'm doing all of this on my own. And they get overwhelmed and it becomes a burden. Absolutely. And often it does just take a couple of really inspiring conversations with someone to give you a bit of structure and it's amazing what you can do with that very yeah, yeah. Yeah. breakthroughs I mean I, I I live for daily I have to have at least two breakthroughs with different clients I'm like come on <laughs> <laughs> Make we've, it got it, we've got to sh shift there's no way they can be in the same mindset when they leave a session with me as they were when they came otherwise I'm not doing my job well that's a good sales pitch if I've ever heard one so thank you oh, so thanks. much for joining <laughs> us and I'm sure you will attract few more clients as a result of this podcast so appreciate you sharing all of that with us today no well thank you lucy thanks for the opportunity and also um you know for your the work that you're doing because as a solopreneur having been there i know that it's tough and it's great to have platforms um like this to be to be able to to share and to know that you're not you're not in it on your own Pleasure. thank you